air, water, earth, fire. For hundreds of years, the four nations have lived in harmony. The Avatar, master of all four elements, was always responsible for maintaining the peace. But Avatar Roku passed away 13 years ago. Now, the four nations look to the air nomads to reveal the next Avatar, but the world is met with silence. Rumors from the Earth Kingdom abound that the Fire Nation is planning an aggressive move into the Earth Kingdom. Five young heroes were too late to save the Southern Air Temple, but they hold vital information that could save the Earth Kingdom and maybe even save the world. Previously on the Flying Bison Podcast. Finding that they once again have more questions than answers, our intrepid adventurers choose to split the party. Che Lao, Rozak, and Red Song remain at the Sealy Bathhouse while Liko and Gemi make their way back to the city of Xiu to collect their mayor. What will happen next as our young heroes work to solve the mysteries at hand? Alright, I'm waiting. I was gonna say it first. Come on. Moist. What do you notice? What do you notice about me? Happy uh, International Women's you Day. Got a haircut. Happy International <laughs> Women's Day. Sure. And then the second most important thing is that Justin looks clothed. Great. I do look great, and I am clothed. I am tan. Monroe. There you go. There's the point. <laughs> just I just came back from four days in Florida. You look like you got a haircut too. I didn't get a haircut. Oh. But his I, head's just I, bigger. Reach, reach too my far. head's just way bigger. <laughs> it's just way bigger. Uh, my my wife Abby was incredibly upset at me because she spent four days also sitting out in the sun with me, and it took me about half a day to get as tan as I I am, and then only got tanner. Um, but it was a wonderful vacation, and I want to know what is your either the favorite vacation you've ever been on or your ideal vacation? Hmm. I feel like my Hmm. ideal vacation would be to go to Egypt to visit, visit the historical landscapes. I think that'd be kind of cool to hike around there. It'd be hot, but no, it'd be cool. But worth it. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on. I think I would have to do uh, Hawaii. This is my favorite place to go and also the place I want to go all the time. Nice. <laughs> do you still have family there? Yes. Uh, some cousins and stuff. Um, <clears throat> don't get to see them very often, obviously. But yeah, it's just I feel right on the islands and everything else just kind of feels a little off kilter. You know I, I remember this happened. I've only been to Hawaii once. And the the benefit of being uh, ethnically ambiguous as I am is that I can go to most places and people, without talking to me, they just look and assume that I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> and I remember that happened all the time in Hawaii. They'd be like, oh, well, I thought you were a native. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just visiting. But that happened when we were in Florida, too. Uh, there's a, there's a, a huge Latin population there. And uh, Abby and I went to this Cuban place, and we walked in, and the waitress said, hola. And we said, hi. And she goes, oh, hi. <laughs> and we're like, we're sorry. We don't, we don't speak Spanish. I know both of us look like we should speak Spanish. Uh, and to be fair, we probably should speak Spanish because 
there are a lot of people in the U.S. that speak Spanish, but uh, we do not. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I when I was in, I had I had similar experiences when I was in India. I spent a couple months in India when I was in high school. I am not of Indian descent at all, but I, especially when my hair is long, I look like I'm Indian. And there were a lot of people in India who would assume that I was Indian and come up to me. And the area I was in, the main language was Telugu. They'd start speaking Telugu. And it got to the point where it was happening so often that I eventually asked one of our translators to just teach me Telugu so I could respond to people because I had no idea what was going on. And <laughs> by the end of that trip, I was conversational. But That's really wow. good. There you go. That's a good acquisition rate, man. Immersion is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it helps when people are coming up to you and just starting conversations in that language constantly. It's true. Pressure's yeah, high. So, yeah. so the, the counter to Justin's story of being ethnically ambiguous is that uh, I walked around Fez, Morocco as a white guy, <laughs> uh, which in the Medina means that uh, you just get targeted by like every single pushy salesperson in the universe. <laughs> People, people didn't assume you were uh, Moroccan. No, nope, Steve. Nope. It was hilarious though because Strange. of the eagerness, not just from like the people at working booths, but like literally any stranger. There was a high ratio of people who would just want to speak English with me. Mm. Like there was no, there's like no need for qualifying why like someone literally yelled out of a window hello and i like rounded a corner in the medina and i was just like shocked <laughs> and i was like hello and then i kept walking I was like i guess that's what they wanted to do <laughs> just have an exchange but i would say that my favorite vacation was um my honeymoon uh olivia and i went to rome and athens wow. and uh it's a good answer because I know Olivia is listening right now. She left, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve, it's okay. She's gone. What's your real favorite was, vacation? Yo, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah. The way he behind you so cautiously. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. The, um, no, honestly, though, like we walked, we were walking through the Vatican courtyard hmm. and I just heard a voice. Have I told you guys this story? No. And um, it was like playing, like echoing across the whole Vatican. And I was like, I know that freaking voice. That's Andrea Bocelli. He was there live, like warming up. <laughs> what? And so we got to listen to Bocelli just like doing his pregame singing for like the concert that was going to be that night, like testing out the sound system. And uh, I was like, this is glorious. Like we just got married. We happened upon Andrea Bocelli singing in the Vatican. And Olivia's like, I really have to go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the nearest bathroom like was like our airbnb a mile and a half away so that was it we just had to walk and leave you couldn't have <laughs> couldn't have asked the pope if you could use his restroom right hey, his that's hat. hard that's hard to do you use his hat <laughs> just his throne the papal throne has a hole in it yeah easy i mean wow i didn't know that about the papal throne yeah i'm learning here Steve, you should. We both have we have religion degrees. You should know that. <laughs> That's why I know about it. That's like it's like day one. Day one, guys. The Pope the first thing they has taught a you? hole in it. That's the first thing. Yep. It's like surely there is something else we should be learning today. The most holy latrine. <laughs> the most holy latrine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
the, we don't have to get into it, but the the story of why there's a hole in the papal throne is is fascinating. You should you should look it up on on your own time because it doesn't right. have anything to do with latrines, and it's interesting. The outhouse of the Lord, but you know, since it's there, you know, yeah, no, but uh, my my favorite vacation is probably like my family goes to Disney World every couple of years, and like it's always a ton of fun. Like Disney, they know how to make things good. Um, but I think my like ideal vacation, I've been thinking about this for years, is I found out that you can go and stay at like really nice places in Fiji and Tahiti for really, really cheap. And so I really want to go either one of those places. Beautiful. I'm so sorry. I Googled why there's a hole in the papal throne and um shook. <laughs> I was wondering shook. what your face was. Should we I give any caution to our listeners if they're inclined? Uh I'll just let People look it up on their own <laughs> at your discretion. Yeah, at your discretion. It's um maybe just a tinge of misogyny, a little bit maybe, and patriarchy. But uh, I'll let the listeners be the judge of that. The Roman Catholic Church. Anyway, no. no. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I I'm gonna take it a different way. I. Uh, I'm not going to tell you my favorite vacation or my ideal vacation. I'm just going to say my ideal, like, vacation vibe. I want to just go to a cabin in the woods in the middle of winter, light a fire with some wood, and just play board games for days. I'm so jealous because (laughs) Danny and Nick literally just did my ideal vacation. (laughs) It It was fun. No, I mean, I was lying. in Florida. I was in Florida with with Abby. So, like, that's obviously I would take that over overboard games. It's okay, Justin. Okay. She's we, not had, we, had, we had a terrible time, Justin. I, so, I have a so follow up question for you, Justin. Okay, because yeah. you said so. Your ideal in your ideal vacation, you're lighting a fire with some wood. Let's pretend uh-huh, it's uh-huh. slightly less than ideal. What are you lighting that fire okay. with? Um. Uh, I'm probably the uh, oh man. Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I lighting that fire with? I don't know. Something it, it gets lit on fire, Johnny. A baguette uh, from Panera. <laughs> sure, a French baguette. Yes, he is now holding a French baguette up to I'm, his camera. I'm confused. I, I'm not going to lie. Where did you get that? I've never really, I've never really considered the question. If you don't have wood, what would you the only use reason, to light a fire? The only reason I asked the question is because you wood. specified <laughs> that you're going to use wood for the fire. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, well then, uh, how about this? I'll I'll bring some. I have these huge shelves of board games, and I'm constantly getting rid of. Board I was literally games, just so going to say, I'll just get rid of some board games by tossing those in the fire. Yeah, the least and the then... least fun ones become the next firewood. Exactly. Any any exactly. game that you yep. lose immediately in the mm-hmm. fire. Yep. <laughs> Teach you to take my wood. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll put something in the fireplace. There we go. Probably wood. Probably would. Well, I was I was making a Catan yeah. joke, but um, that's what I thought. Johnny Johnny got it. Johnny got it. All right. <laughs> well, uh, that's enough of that. I think. <laughs> right. That seems like a good a good time to stop talk, talking about uh, how angry I get when I lose board games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got a got a kind of kind of a split party right now, huh? Yeah. We've got Gemi and Liko 
I almost said Gemi and Monroe, um, which Monroe was not a character in <laughs> our story. Gemi and Liko are on their way back to the town of Jinu. Which, for to the find record, the if they become an item, we have to call them Gecko. Gecko's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. We can't say Lemmy because there's a. Uh, yeah, that's, that's already that's, that's taken. That's right. Yeah, that's my pet. It could be Lemmy and Lemmy though. That's kind of fun. We'll get confused. Lemmy's Lemmy kind of fun. I like I like Geeko. Yeah, I was gonna say I like Geeko too. I feel it because we're all geeks, anyways. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what was that response? Because <laughs> you said oh. geek. Oh. Oh, 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 there we go. I thought you were like, oh, burn. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, snap. That's the, that's the vibe. I think I we got. all take a condition from that one. I got <laughs> There should be a dad joke condition. Oh, uh, I'm, six I'm, fatigue. I'm curious from the two going to the town of Jinu, uh, Liko and Gemi, what, what's your, uh, what do you think? Happened. So you you think that something happened with the mayor and his wife? That's been sort of sort of hinted at. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts as you as you, as you boarded Rue to go fly back to Jinu? So now, if I remember correctly, the mayor's wife was the first disappearance, right? But there was like a little bit of insistence on his part that she didn't leave like the other people. She was not the first person to leave from this spirit curse that's not that's not what i said so yeah. she was the first disappearance but not the first person to leave from the curse like correct okay yes yeah i think he murdered correct. her okay we got one for murder two for I murder think, yeah Liko. i don't know I, I think like she's been through so much that she kind of knows not to make um not to jump to conclusions and plus you know She's seen, she's met this guy. I mean, not that uh, Gemi didn't, but she's met this guy. She's seen this other thing. This is spirits and stuff like that. So I think, like, there's a lot of things that could happen. And she's been exposed to some of that. So I think she's just waiting to mm. see how these things fall. But um, in terms of what she's, like, thinking, I think she's thinking about, like, how she's pissed at Gemi. I love it. I love it. <laughs> They're going to have a nice terse ride over to the village. <laughs> No, she's 17, you know, it's like, she's probably thinking more like, like, like me, this guy lied to me. Why do I care so much? I don't know. I'm not going to answer that question now kind of thing. You know, like a 17 year old <laughs> kind of deal with, with their immaturity and stuff. But yeah, I think like, it's just like, uh, not a good balance between, uh, what's actually happening and how she feels towards having to share a ride with this guy. Good. Good. Well, we'll, uh. We'll get to that. Uh, and then the other group is Che and Rosic and Ren. You are back at the Sealy bathhouse with Jinu, the spirit, and have just walked into a room with a singular pillar with a scroll on it. And Che has reached and grabbed the scroll. Uh, but we're actually, I think we should start on is the, the if this is an episode right that scene would just like cold open with gemi and Liko like flying on rue oh yeah what's uh what's going on what's going on on rue so uh pretty much as soon as 
as Gemi and Liko get on Rue and Rue takes off, Gemi kind of leans forward and says, did you hear that giant bird say we're in love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how about that? Mm, what about that? Are what, you even like, mm. uh-huh. <laughs> what, what were you about to say? What were you, what were you about to ask? Is that like even like your real name? No, no, it's not. What's your real name? Shoban. I see why you went with Gemi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hurtful. <laughs> you know, like you, you lied to like all of us. Like you, like you said that you weren't a bender, and then you ended up being a bender. That that's true. That's true, and I had a good reason. I I needed to uh, protect my identity, but I trust you guys. I trust you, mm-hmm. and I can show you why I needed to lie. And I uh, am going to pull out my uh, my official badge from the Dai Li and show it to Liko and say, "I uh, I'm a member of the Dai Li, the secret police of Ba Sing Se." And I haven't lied about why I'm out here. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the Fire Nation and protect people of Ba Sing Se. But you expected us to tell you the truth and be open with you, but you weren't doing the same with us. Like, with me. That's true. And I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know. I was following orders, and maybe that wasn't the best decision. Sure. It's alright, I'm kind of used to it anyway. Liko just stares off. Yeah, Liko just doesn't make eye contact at all. She just looks straight forward. Doesn't want to give any type of emotional uh, connection or giveaway. Well, you don't have to respond. You don't have to say anything. But I promise, I'll never lie to you again, Liko. Okay. And Rue continues to fly towards the village of Jinu. Uh... And there's silence, and uh, I, I think we would cut to uh, them landing in the town of Jinu. What 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 do the two of you do? Maybe we should land as close to the mayor's place as possible. Yeah, last time we were here, we told the people to uh, stay together, to huddle together. So, I mean, the mayor's place is a good place to start, but we might need to do some looking. Well, even if he's... But, like, he wasn't going to leave his place. Remember? He did in the end. To, to well, talk then, to the people. Then he won't be at his place. Then we can, like, investigate. What are you, like, afraid to break and enter, Gemi? You seem to be fine <laughs> no. doing other stuff. No, we can we can break and enter. Is that what you want to do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'll hop off Rue and I'll just blast a hole in the side of the mayor's house. <laughs> <laughs> we could sneak in there without breaking anything. I didn't mean actually breaking stuff, but there was a broken oh. mirror that um that I wanted to show you. Okay. I don't know if you saw it. I think I remember seeing it. It was in that, that uh, dusty bedroom, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that place was uh, eerie. If, if he... Do you think that like the broken mirror happened around the same time as his wife, or 
a different disappearance because that's a long time to keep a broken mirror broken on the ground. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that the disarray that that room is in, I think all of that has to do with his wife's disappearance. Personally, I think he did something terrible. Then maybe we should get into that room first before we question him. Sure. Do you remember where it was? Maybe we can sneak in from the outside. I just don't remember where exactly it was in from from the outside. Does that make sense? I think it was closer towards the back. That sounds right. Let's try the let's try the back door. Maybe he doesn't have it locked and we can sneak in. That'd be really convenient. So let's It would be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gemi goes and and, uh, tries to quietly open the the back door. Do I make it convenient for you or difficult for you? I had to throw that in there. We did retcon that he didn't blast a hole in the side of the house? Yeah, I guess I didn't blast a hole. (laughs) I mean, I think that's funny if you blast the hole in the front of the house and then walk around the back of the back door. (laughs) I think you got to keep it, you know? Yeah, I did What's say I did it. You so. said it. You said you did it. What's done is so. Done. Yeah, Gabby just <laughs> punches a hole in the front wall of this house, and only goes like, I thought Dude, we said the "Let's back. be subtle." <laughs> uh, well, you in the front, and then you walk around to the back <laughs> to try and see if the back door is unlocked. <laughs> and sure enough, it is unlocked. <laughs> All right, I'll go in first. Mm-hmm. And I go in. I kind of, you know, try and look around and see if get get the lay of the land. If I maybe have I shown you guys assess the situation. Oh, <laughs> have you shown it, us? Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna let you if you say you look around. Have I told you guys uh, one of the funniest things in? Uh, I don't think you do this much in in Avatar: The Last Airbender, but in Korra, whenever they're like walking through a building that they think there's gonna be enemies, their like hands are like this. They're just. They have their hands up like this, ready to bend, and so they just walk around corners like they're like they have a, a gun, but it's their hands just pointed out in front of them. It's the funniest thing. So I'm now picturing Gemi like walking into the house. Like, I think uh, Liko uh, and Gemi are kind of too cool for that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we have something else going on. Like we're just ready, but we're not like sure walking around. Like. It was more of a joke. I don't know if you actually. That would be like that's like funny to, though. I can't see Liko I doing like to that. that. I can't either. There's this like <laughs> super awesome character in Korra. It's just this incredible airbender, and he does this ridiculous move as he walks around buildings. It's I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. it. I think it looks dumb. Yeah, Liko just walks around. All like right, this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, Gemi, you are looking around. And, uh, yeah, why don't you roll assess the situation? I did. I got a six. Okay. A six, huh? Tis a miss. I don't know what the heck's going on. The mayor's just sitting at a table right inside, and I don't see him. So, um, if there was complications, that means that what, um, what complications did we encounter? Maybe it's just oh. full of dust from when I blew in the front. <laughs> <laughs> you uh yeah you look under all the rubble and there's just like a limp hand under all the <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding that is not what you see uh, <laughs> uh I'll tell you what happened um Gemi you are looking around this house 
And specifically, I'm assuming in that room mm -hmm. with the broken mirror. Okay. You don't have a ton of time to look around. You see something that's like glinting underneath some of the broken boards and frame of the bed that was smashed. And just as you're like looking around more, you begin to hear this rumble outside that just gets louder and louder and louder. And it almost sounds like houses are being smashed underneath this rumbling. What do the two of you do? Liko pushes Gemi uh, out of the, as far away as she probably can. She probably like ends up on top of him, making sure that he's safe, you know? <laughs> Try to outside as much as much as they can get outside of the building as possible. Yeah, I'm not sure if she, the they actually make it though. I leave that up to you, Justin. I'm no, I'm. I, you said it. Let's do it. You you push Gemi out, and you the two of you sort of stumble out of the back, and there's that like awkward moment where you like you, Liko, you're like on top, and Gemi, and you look at each other for a moment, and. And it's like awkward. And then you look at the sound of the rumbling and you see, honestly, the two of you would have no words to describe what you see. There's just these giant metal boxes with slits in the sides. And they are just running through, like rolling through this town. This is like a machine? It looks pretty machine-like. Is there any sort of um, identifying features that would say, like, who this is? Well, you're on the ground, so from the ground, no. Hmm. You can't see anything from the ground. Um, it is the, They're just rolling through the town, like... And I'm, I'm talking, like, a lot of them. Like, at least a dozen. And a couple of them have like rolled over like some of the smaller houses. And people probably. And you begin to see like what? And people probably or. Well, I was about to say you begin to see out of one of the larger buildings in this town. You see like everyone start to like file out screaming. And it's just chaos. Are we in the direct path of the of these these machines mm -hmm. okay Liko jumps up and like grabs Gimme's shirt tries to pull him up as much as possible but what is Gimme yeah uh, I was gonna say Gemi. I mean Gemi will not not fight that at all um and he's actually gonna take a, a page out of Che Nao's playbook and do something he saw Che do and create a pillar of earth that's gonna kind of shoot up underneath us and like kind of just throw us out of the way mm, i like that uh why don't you rely on your skills and training <laughs> five not doing well today justin is there water nearby like from a fountain no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh i think in this case no fountain guy's slacking Fountain guy has not gone to the town of Jinu yet. 
But also because I want to see what Liko can do when she has to improvise. Uh, F5. Um, okay. You you do push. You, you throw yourselves. Both you and Liko out of the way. And uh, I'm trying to figure out. I don't want to do too much. Um, I'll just say. I'll just say. Uh, uh, why don't the both of you mark two fatigue? So you you blast yourselves away and land skidding. Uh, I'll say close to this building where everybody is pouring out of. Mm. So now we have to deal with the uh, and as and everyone is stampeding, but they're not like stampeding over you. I'm not gonna make okay. Uh, you the tanks are closing in, and you can hear from inside of the building saying, "Everyone, calm, calm down, everybody." What do what do you guys do? Liko gets up very weakly and immediately checks on on Gemi. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. And Gemi's already like standing up and like dusting himself off, and um, like I think at this point he's looking um to see like he's so he's hearing this voice. He's looking to see if that's the mayor and. Uh, trying to make his way towards towards the voice. Okay. Uh, yes, you look inside and it's it's the mayor. Yeah, I the, Gemi will. Um, he he's not gonna like just leave Liko. He's just gonna like reach over and grab her hand and start walking towards the towards the mayor. <laughs> Liko does not fight that. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Oh, thank you for coming. What what is this? What are those things? I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, so Liko looks at the at the the boxes, the metal boxes. At this point, can she see this the the symbol on it that it's from the Fire Nation? Yeah. Now that you guys are standing up, you see on the top of these is a unlit torch. So Liko says, "I don't know what they are, but they look like they're from the Fire Nation, which can't be good." I've never seen that symbol before. I mean, it makes sense it'd be Fire Nation because it's a torch, but I don't know. What it's this a little is. different. Yeah. Uh, are there? Are there? Do you do you have Earthbenders in the village? Anybody who can help stop these things? Uh, a couple. Yeah. Um, is there any water nearby? <laughs> the uh, the fountain guy was supposed to come next week. <laughs> Uh, no, just the water that we drink. Uh, Justin, side note, how far yeah. is the lake from this from this place? Uh, much too far for Liko to bend it from here. Um, I mean, the water, the water that you drink, is there a well nearby? On the other side of town, you'd have to get past these, whatever these things are. Okay, I think... I think I have an idea. I mean, so looking at these things, I'm assuming that it's like a tank where like the the there's tread on the sides and mm-hmm. that it's just yep. box in the middle. Okay, exactly. Here's the plan, Liko. You go get Rue and you try and get to the well. When you get to the well, try and send water and freeze the the tread on these things. Uh, me and the Earthbenders, we're gonna try and get them up. So that their that tread isn't touching ground and they can't move anymore. 
All right. Taliko runs and hops on Rue. And that is a nine for my here's the plan move. So that mm-hmm. I can... So you get a hold one? Yeah. Perfect. And I should reemphasize, there are about a dozen of these. So you're looking at Liko and Gemi and like three other earthbenders. Probably not very skilled earthbenders mm-hmm. against uh, about a dozen of these tanks. And as Liko jumps onto Rue to attempt to try and fly past these things, we're going to cut back to the tower. Jay, you have just picked up this scroll. Am I dead? 100%, yep. Oh. Roll a fortitude oh. save. That was it. All right, I'm cutting back to the town. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay says that. Am I dead? He asks everybody around him. No. Are we dead? No. I don't no. think so. Unless okay. we all... No, we're not. <laughs> Honestly, this has always been a fever dream for me, so I'm not sure. I think I think that's a fair enough assessment. Uh, can I like unscroll the scroll, unfurl the scroll? I guess is the term. <laughs> Un, unsc- I like unscroll the scroll. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm gonna yeah, stick with that that's one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's unscroll. Funny. That's good. He, I like that. He reverse scroll. It. He reverse scrolls it. Re- yeah, you gotta you gotta reverse scroll it. So when I unscroll it, is it just paper then? It's not a scroll anymore, right? I've unscrolled it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta unpaper the paper. Yeah. Ah. It's true, you're right. Or are you maybe you're repapering the scroll? That we got it. That's it. Chase a Chase a paper bender? Chase a paper bender. He's gonna repaper this scroll. Uh <laughs> Ren oh, feels, a scroll. Ren feels a sharp pang of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing linguistics, Danny. It's very important. It's a core foundation of philosophy. Um, you you unfurl the scroll, and uh, the the thing that uh, obviously catches your attention, or it's 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 like a bunch of like sketched pictures uh, that seem to tell a story. And I think like as as you like unfurl it and and you and the audience would see these like pictures i think our like the audience's vision starts to to shift a little bit and we almost like we see all these pictures almost like one of those flip books right it's like this sketch on this parchment paper that like plays through the story as if it were animated and we see this woman um and che you you would know her as Sanfen, a young version of Sanfen, your mother. And and the scene behind her is uh, the. It's not Bossing Say. It's the Fire Nation Palace, in the Royal Caldera City, and she is sitting around this like pond, and um, she looks uh, pregnant. And then the scene sketches through some more things and shifts. And we see like her with this other person and he's like holding her hand and um, it is not now Zhao, but both of them are wearing whatever firebenders wear to, to show fidelity and marriage uh, rings. I don't know. Maybe they like a, 
it's like a bit of like charcoal that's been burned that like slips over your finger and um they're obviously in love and you know your your mom continues to show that she's pregnant and then the scene like shifts and it's it's it turns like darker and more shaded as this man um does not treat your mother in, in nice ways in the ways that someone who loves uh, purposely loves someone should treat someone and there's this door that gets knocked down and this like sketch version of not sketchy but like sketched version of your father bursts in and starts to defend your mom from this man and the man leaves and there's this moment of connection between now Zhao and the pregnant Sanfed. And then the scene keeps like shifting through this sketch as we see now those two leaving the royal caldera city and traveling the world together and um, a baby is born. And um, we as the audience would know this, uh, it would is Rosic. And uh, as the um, scene continues to like play through, we see them eventually finding their way to Bossing Say. And then this man comes back and kidnaps your mother away and brings her here to this tower. And then that's that's when the sketch ends. That's like the last picture is this man like dragging your mother towards this tower. And after the sort of pictures end and the story ends, there's just uh, some words at the bottom of the scroll. Uh, you see in sort of like highly calligraphied stylistic writing, it says, winding through two worlds, motionless against defeat and yet advancing with fury, the spark will know the pain of eternity. When death becomes life and the birds circle again, then the secrets of the lotus shall bloom. Oh, riddles. So what? what's this then? Is it your father isn't Nauzo? Uh, I don't know. Um, should I leave? No, we need to work on this riddle. Yeah, we can talk about that Ren. later. You're fine, Ren. Okay. It's not important. Um, <clears throat> so what, what, what does this mean? I got nothing. Anybody? Okay. I have no uh, idea. The two worlds... Well, I think there's only two, the spirit world and our world. Maybe we can work with that. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, the whole scroll was about me and, well, like, Rosic's and mine's parents. So, maybe maybe that's two worlds. We were raised in two different worlds. Mm. Do we know for a fact that it's about our family, Che? The whole rest of the squirrel, scroll was about our family. Why wouldn't it be about us? So Rosic's definitely like he's right now, and Che might be able to know this too. He's probably in like a place of a little bit of like in denial right now, and so he's kind of just like you can definitely tell his demeanor has changed after looking at that. But why would the lotus bloom? Hmm. You know, because of your parents. Well, 
Nazo always said that he loved our mother. He would say that pretty consistently. I saw two birds circling each other in that first vision. There's one giant bird outside. Yeah, there's guess, only one. I guess we could ask the magpie. Lisa, sir. I want real option right now. Uh, I mean, a spirit of love without like a partner? Isn't that odd? I don't know. It's a fair point. Rosak addresses Ren and says, what, you said he had a vision of two birds circling the air? Yeah. Um, after I saw the tower when we were in the cave, um, there was a knife with blood. That sounds like the death part, but not the life, the living again part. <clears throat> and then um, a shattered mirror, like the one in that house. But I don't know how it all makes sense. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I don't feel like using the hot tub anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the magpie. Yeah, I guess that's all I got. Could the spark mean like Project Spark? That's, is that too? That can't be. It can't be. These prophecy things are never that straightforward, right? It depends. Maybe Project Spark was named after this prophecy. Yeah, is that spirit with us? Uh, uh, Jinu is just like just outside of the door. He's too okay. big of this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's just ask Jinu. I, I need some questions answered, actually. Ren walks um, outside ahead of them and is just like, do you have a secret lover? Oh my god. Oh, how inappropriate! <laughs> no, uh... Um... I once had a partner, yes. Was your partner another bird? Bird, bird spirit? Another bird spirit? Bird, bird spirit? Sorry. Sorry, thank you, Rosic. Bird spirit is a little bit more accurate, yes. Would you like to circle each other again? Is that something you guys would um, do? Would you like circle, circle each other for fun? I don't think that's that literal, guys. I've... Uh, uh, I got nothing. There, There is uh, this moment of silence in Genu as it seems to be pondering Ren's questions. And it starts to again like flicker between that giant version of itself, giant corrupted version of itself. What's with the squirrel? What What is this about? Why does it have our family story in it? And like, what is this? Why is this here? That is what drew me and my partner here to this world. The scroll? The prophecy, yes. What is, Can the, you t- what is the prophecy? What is this? What does it mean? Uh, and this whole time it's been like holding its head and it shrinks back down to the less terrifying giant magpie. Whereas like turns to Che and he says, what if the winding through two worlds emotionless against defeat and you advancing with theory part is referencing our parents and something I can kind of see that they went from the Fire Nation to bossing say, I don't know, that's just What's motionless against defeat that like they're definitely going to lose? 
I have no idea. How could they both lose? They're on the opposite sides now. That is the thing about prophecy. Sometimes it has happened. Sometimes it will happen. Sometimes it winds through both. I am sorry, I don't have more answers for you. You are welcome to take that scroll. I think we should definitely take Thanks. the scroll. That wasn't gonna... I was gonna keep it regardless. Oh, well, if you're going to be rude about it, I'll just take that <laughs> I back. whispered that to... Uh, uh, this is gonna bother me for a while. Well... Yeah, talking to the magpie is less helpful than I thought it would be. What was um, your partner's name? Georgie. My partner's name was Wuya. How does that sound familiar? Was that intentional? Uh, I mean, you you potentially might know what that is. What is Wuya? You Nick. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? Well, uh, we'll just we'll leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Uh, oh yeah can, can i can i roll something to remember <laughs> uh yeah nick you can roll uh roll uh <laughs> rely on my uh, no, i don't need to <laughs> uh it is uh it is mandarin for crow mm, that makes sense so i don't know if yeah i don't know if cantonese or has anything similar okay it's also possible that you're just thinking it sounds similar to wanya which was the village we spent a ton of time in but that's what i was thinking uh, it, it could also be for like woo yeah <laughs> all right well so no connections there um do you know did, did your partner your partner came here with you right yes and mm. then i can't remember what happened to them they disappeared i think Three years ago. If the scroll brought you here, would destroying the scroll let you leave? You can... This is, this is Justin saying you could try. No, uh, I have... And she, the spirit pauses. Unfinished business. In Jinu. Can we help you? I believe your friends are already going to help. Sounds like there's nothing else we can do here except ponder a prophecy, guys. Can we find anything else to do? Uh, it is funny you ask that. Because you hear a commotion uh, outside. That sounds like a commotion. I hear a commotion. Ah, uh, so the magpie does fit in the building. Yeah, how would it oversee its... It came it out of the, the building in the first place. It's like a rat. Ah, it can fit in any orifice that can fit its head inside of. <laughs> I hate really... You know, that's actually always been one of my words that I'm like, I, I want no one to ever say those words ever. Orifice is just... Orifice? I love it. It's, it's my just, favorite word. It's not Anyways, a we make it's our way down the tower. <laughs> right next to moist. And you... <laughs> you squeeze through the orifice of the building and... <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm so no, sorry. You, you walk outside and you see Enon, the woman, is being held by a man. And this man has his, his like fist up to her head, and you see your father 
Uh, we're going to cut yeah. back to <laughs> the town of Jinu. Uh, Liko, you are on top of Rue flying towards the other end of town in order to get access to this well. Um, meanwhile, like as you're doing that, there are these fireballs that are just flying from these tanks, like out of the sides of these tanks, these fireballs are just shooting up in the air at you. Why don't you push your luck? Eight. Okay. On a hit, you do it, but it costs you to scrape by with an eight. Gemi, you see Liko jump onto Rue and start flying towards the other side of this village. And then you see all these fireballs just out from these tanks. And you see a couple of them hit Rue. So I want, um, I believe you need to mark a condition, Nico, because your yip yip move says when, or is it? When something hurts your animal companion, mark a condition. Uh, so afraid. seeing the fireballs making their way towards Rue, I'm I'm gonna shout, Rue, look out! And uh, I'm I'm burning my one hold so that Lego doesn't have to mark a condition. Okay, okay. You see, uh, these fireballs are just rocketing towards Rue, and just in time, you shout this over the cacophony of sounds coming from the fire uh the tanks and the people screaming and these fireballs and you see like this moment of recognition and like fury in rue's eyes as it like looks back at you and starts snaking around all these fireballs um but there's like one that it looks like it it is gonna hit it still, and Rue just barely in time dodges out of it, but it throws the flying off balance, and uh, Rue and Liko skid on the ground and land next to the well. Um, is there one of the uh, the tanks that it seemed like more fireballs were coming out of, or was it like kind of? It's from just all dispersed? over, baby. Okay, I'm gonna. I want to try something. Aiming for whichever one is closest to Liko, I'm going to reach into my pack and pull out the crystal that I took from underneath the palace in Omashu. Okay. And I'm going to throw it and, like, try and bend it, shoot it towards this tank, and try my best to make it grow to about the size, like, to that size if I can. Okay. Like, using the, the, the technique that uh, the king was teaching Che and I was secretly trying to learn. I know, I know. I just always I <laughs> now that we have two earthbenders, I want, you know, I want some way to differentiate you two guys. Um well there'll be plenty of differentiation. Yeah. It's true. Narratively. For instance, I'm a competent earthbender. And, uh, hey, whoa. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We're about to find out if you're a competent earthbender. <laughs> shots fired um yeah i'm yeah you can at least try it um you saw them do the movements and i did i i was doing them alongside them i just didn't 
I know, I know. I, I yeah. Okay. Uh, I I think it's push your luck. It's a nine. Tis a nine. Um, you rolled a nine. The crystal begins flying towards the tank, and it's a small crystal to begin with, and it grows not a lot, just a little bit. You're putting all of your like focus and energy into this um because even though like che hasn't shown success with this because of his connection to earth and fire he's just like more suited to this sort of uh bendings but you know you watched him enough that you think you could do it and you make this crystal grow a little bit enough that uh, it lands underneath the right tread of this one of the tanks nearest to Liko as it's rolling towards Liko. And you see it uh, move up and then just flip over. Uh, I, I would like for you to mark... I would like for you to mark two fatigue to represent like how how difficult it is for you to focus that much and do it. Fair enough. There are about half a dozen or so Fire Nation soldiers pouring out of that tank now, though. And they are starting to advance towards Liko. Uh, Liko, what do you what do you do? You just skidded onto the ground next to Rue, but you're near the well. Liko gets up and runs towards the well to see how much water is inside. A decent amount. Okay. So Liko, she raises the water to, I guess, pour it out onto the ground so she can freeze it like a gimme suggested. All right. Um, you freeze the, you throw water under one of these tanks and freeze it. And this tank, Gemi, you see, like, this tank is getting closer and closer to you. And then all of a sudden, it just starts, like, spinning around and, like, continually spinning. Uh, and then it stops, like, right in front of you, like, sideways. You just kind of, like, hit it and it stops. And it just stops moving because it can't get any traction on the ice. You hear, Liko, you would hear this first. You hear it sounds like trees getting hit and like twigs snapping from the forest behind, like behind the town of Jinu. And then over you, jumping over you, are about a dozen sheer shoes, all with Fire Nation soldiers on top, Fire Nation soldiers on top of them. And on the largest one, you see Psycon, except now he's wearing a general uniform. And he lands in front of Gemi and goes, it's probably best that you surrender. And um, let's cut back to the tower as the three of you are rushing out. You see Rosic you see your dad. Dear Lord. Or 
and he's got his fist to Enon's head, the woman's head. And he goes, Whew, when I saw you, I was, I was really hoping you wouldn't come here, boys. It's good to see you. We weren't really given a choice. When you saw who? What do you mean, Che didn't say? Rosic looks at Che. What, what are you talking about? Oh, we had a, had a nice chat the other day. Could Che tell him about it? He came in the night uh, when I was on watch. You didn't bother telling any of us? Nope. You didn't think that would have been nice to know? At this point, Rosic's like fully turned, staring daggers at Che. <laughs> <laughs> what would that have done? Made you second guess me more? Um, Rosic's just sort of going to drop it and just um, turn to Najo and I don't know, someone fireballs in his hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hey, put those, put those away, son. Rosic, calm down. How about you drop the woman first? Uh, I got a better trait. Kick that scroll over here. Why do you want the scroll? He sort of smiles. No, 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 that's not how it works. I want the scroll. I'm assuming you want this little girl in one piece. You do want the scroll, huh? Here, Rosic. I hand it to him. Rosic takes the scroll. Do the same thing he's doing. He holds it up in front of him, and he summons a fireball in his hand just under the scroll, just far enough where it's not actually burning it. So we're just gonna make sure that this goes smoothly. We're gonna let the little girl go. And then we're gonna they're just gonna hand over the scroll. Okay, everybody gets to be happy. Easy, easy peasy. Uh, why don't you plead? Sir? Yeah. Please plead. Yes. Please, please plead. Pleading, plead, plead, pleading. So with that minus one to harmony, that is a seven. <laughs> okay. I can't even imagine how awkward Ren feels right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whoa. It's like when you're a kid and you're having dinner at a friend's house and they get in trouble. You're just sitting at the table while their parents are scolding them. Like, what, what Except I, a bit, a bit I, more is on the line here. I don't really know what you mean. Uh, I think, uh, I think a few things are revealed here uh, before I, move, which is first that you've pleaded. Right. Yes, I did. Because the the well, I mean, even the text by letting you plead, we are we are stating that this NPC cares what you think. Hmm. Right. Nice. So I just I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna explicitly put that out there, because uh, you are you're not uh, intimidating them. I I think it is plead. Okay. But they need you to do something before they give you what you want. Okay. I will let her go. You're going to need to let me go. Both of you. Huh? I give you my word. We'll let you go. And he stares at you and Rosic for a little bit. How about you? Huh? Son? Um, Rosic looks at Che. And he looks back at his quote unquote father. I'll let you leave this time. And he pushes Enon towards you. All right. Throw the scroll over, Rosic. Come on. Rosic begrudgingly puts his flame out and throws it across the way. And, yeah. Uh, and he stares at the two of you boys 
and goes, I always loved your mother. Oh, you're uh, probably gonna gonna go save the town of Jinu. And he throws up one of Rosic's trademark firewalls. It just stands there? <laughs> I mean, you can't see him anymore. Oh, okay. I thought like he just like surrounded himself on fire and just stands there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> he, just, yeah, he just lights himself on fire. Right, go, go. I don't want you guys to see me leaving. Go. <laughs> In a moment, the firewall disappears, and he is no longer there. How does he do that? That's super cool. Um, Rosic runs... Illusions, Michael. <laughs> Rosic runs over to Enon and um, helps her up. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Who was that man? Did you know him? That was... our father. Um, Che? Yeah? I'm guessing Genius in, in danger. Um, it is we should for go. sure. We should, yeah, definitely go. Like, should we swim? <laughs> nah, that's too slow. Uh, <laughs> we'll step over to like a, like right where the island goes into the water, and Trey will try to find the rockiest outcropping he can, and he'll just like shift his fist forward and try to like launch them like a skipping stone across as much of the lake as he can. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh I hit you, Jay. We're all just holding on for dear life. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, Ren, you're like not sure what's about to happen. And then all of a sudden you just get rocketed across this lake. Yeah, Jay's just like, all right, guys, come over here. Come over here. We're going to move real fast. And then they're like, what? And he's fires. <laughs> I, I like. I imagine it's like one of those, like uh, you know, those guns you had as a kid with like the foam disc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except you're on the disc. There's <laughs> like a rotation uh, to it where I like a lot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and and uh, the stone skips across the water, and uh, it lands like just before the shore, so you still like fall into the water and I'll get like soaking wet, but you're across. Okay, now we can go the rest of the way. Doggy paddles. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. You didn't need to doggy paddle. It was basically like you were standing. We wade. Oh, okay. We wade, we wade to shore. Yeah, you wade, wade up to the wade up to the top. Chase starts freaking out that he can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Rosic's just standing next to him. <laughs> Chase drowns. Oh no! <laughs> he uh, was never taught. <laughs> <laughs> Firebenders hate water. No. <laughs> Cannon. Cannon is that no firebender in our podcast knows how to swim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why would they build a fort right over the ocean, man? <laughs> okay, sorry. It was a bad decision, Danny. Uh, you begin rushing towards the town of Jinu, and we will cut back to... Uh, General Sycon now standing in front of Gemi with uh, about 10 tanks behind him and 12 of these Shirshu. Yeah. With, all with Fire Nation soldiers on top and says, You should surrender. Um, Gemi is visibly exhausted and is going to stand up as straight as he can and dust himself off and pull out his badge. And hold it out to Sycon. And he says, I am Shoban of the Dai Li. And I challenge you to single combat. 
And if I win, you and your men turn back and leave this village alone. Uh, I believe that triggers a move, yes? Yeah, I'm, so first of all, I want to use Badge of Authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah so that is a nine. Justin, can Liko hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gemi's voice like echoes throughout the village. All right. Uh, sorry, a nine. What, ha- what happens on a nine? So on a nine... He wins. <laughs> on a nine, I right, win single combat. Um, <laughs> no, on a hit. Good job, Gemi. On a hit, they do what they they do what you say. On a seven to nine, they choose one. They do it, but in a lackluster fashion. They say they need something first to be able to do it, or they do it, but they're going to talk to your superiors. Earth v Fire Agni Kai. <gasps> Stealing all my it's, ideas. It's not an. It's not an. It's not an Agni Kai. I know. It's not an Agni Kai. It's only an I'm glad. Both fire uh, I, Che, I'm, or Nick, I'm so glad you had thought of that. I thought of that oh. weeks ago. I was like, oh my gosh, an actual Agni Kai between an Earthbender and a Firebender? Amazing. But hold on, that but was this is, it's the point of Che. It's good. Single combat. This is single combat. Um, yeah, Gemi doesn't even <laughs> know what Agni Kai is. Yeah, exactly. You're just like single combat. Agni Kai has like, like all the ritual around it, right? Like this is this is just whoever that beats each other up um <laughs> okay oh what would they need maybe he doesn't need anything maybe he just does it and he fights in a lackluster fashion i i thought about that as well too but i think this will be more fun <laughs> he gets off of his sheer shoe and walks up next to you and goes well, we haven't figured out what happens if i win if i win i take that earthbender with me Earthbender? Me? No, the other one. Chena? You got it. I guess I just can't lose. All right, man, make a space. So, mechanically, I'm using... This This triggers like three of my Legacy of Excellence things. <laughs> it does. I know. I was looking at those. And so yeah. um, I, I get to clear three fatigue because it clears three of my... Because I'm challenging... Because the ones that I have marked right now yeah, are mark- start a fight with a real dangerous master... Uh, stand up to someone abusing their authority and mm-hmm. well i guess this this last one depends on how, how you feel about some of the stuff that happened with legal earlier but do you get think, a fancy uh, new outfit actually save save a friend's life was i do have fancy new outfit as one of the ones i have marked I funny enough i know but, that's why i read it okay i read it that's why i, I, I have notes of which ones oh, you've okay. taken. yeah um, and i was uh no you know weirdly enough it doesn't trigger get a fancy new outfit <laughs> no i think you you did you saved you saved Lico's life yeah, for sure. Cool. Something super dangerous is about to happen if if ruined down. So I think yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Then I have three of the four fatigue I'd already marked are gone because of my legacy of excellence. What's everyone thinking? What's going on? I feel like we should have brought the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is what is Liko thinking watching this transpire? I think Liko wants to get as close to Gimme as possible. I know she's freaking out. She won't admit it, but she's freaking out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, are there still Fire Nation soldiers attacking the people of the town? No, they've stopped now that, that General Psychon has told them to, to stop. Okay. Okay, I'll just make sure that. Yeah, I think little little uh, peek inside Gemi's head he's he's doing that classic teenage boy thing where he's made a terrible decision to impress a girl and uh tale as old as time i think i think if it had been uh get me and rosak that came back to the village he would not have just challenged a 
Fire Nation General to single combat. If it helps, Liko thinks it's a little hot. A little. <laughs> but she won't tell you that, so I don't. it's not helpful at all. <laughs> so it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> she might get you flowers later or something. I don't know. <laughs> from, from my grave. <laughs> well played. <laughs> all right, so General Sycon has already leapt off of his sheer shoe. And he's standing in front of you and commanded his men to make a space. All the tanks have stopped. All of the uh, all of the soldiers have stopped attacking the people. Even the people themselves now like are cowering behind. Uh, they're like some of the like cowering behind other buildings and like peeking out to see what's happening. Uh, and uh, we go. There's this moment that uh, Gemi and General Sycon are like staring each other down and you sort of run up to the edge of where they've cordoned off this arena, essentially, for the two of them to fight. Do you do anything? I feel like she wants, like she would probably say something, say something along the lines of... I've always it, loved it, you, Gemi. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what do you say as you walk up to where they've cordoned off this area for them to fight? Liko makes her way through the crowd and waits until she's able to make eye contact with Gemi. And she says, if you die, I'll kill you. Gemi smirks with like a confidence he doesn't really feel. And take, he, he's already in the process of getting ready for this fight. So he's taking off his shirt and he, he walks towards Liko. And he's going to put his shirt like in her hand and lean in and whisper, if things go wrong. Be ready to run. And he's going to kiss her on the cheek and turn around and go back into the middle of the arena. And at this point, General Sycon has also taken his shirt off and gets into a fighting stance. And uh, what do you say, Johnny? A little one-on-one combat? Let's do this. I, I, I w- I've been going for- back and forth. Like, do we just resolve this with a roll? But no, I want to see... Some good old-fashioned one-on-one <laughs> combat. So we're going to do an exchange. Behold! Mm. A page of exchanges! Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. What are you going to choose? Gemi is going to start with advance and attack. I have chosen evade and observe. Ooh. All right. Why don't you roll with Bashon? That is a seven. So that's one All right. one thing, right? Correct. One thing. Okay. Gemi. So when he when he takes off his shirt, he's got the the you know the daily gauntlets, but he's been wearing them. He has them where he's been wearing them so far. So they're up mm-hmm. around his biceps instead of on his mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. So okay. as he gets into a fighting position, he like drops them down onto his hands and he swings like he's gonna punch, but he's not he hasn't gotten any closer to uh, Psycon. He's, he's swinging to punch, yeah, and yeah. one of the gauntlets flies off of his fist and hits, uh, goes, it hits, uh, Psycon, like, in the kidney area, right? And he, I'm using pressure to make it, so, like, so I'm, like, hitting him, trying to throw him yeah, off yeah, guard. Yeah. Um, and how he, are you bending the metal gauntlet? They're, they're not metal, they're stone, like, all daily wear. Well, that was a st- stupid question, Nick. Why'd you ask that question? <laughs> Yeah, come on, Nick. What? Just know what we're playing here. <laughs> Jeez, Nick, you're in Earth Better. You shouldn't have been. 
I thought you were an earthbender. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, Nick. You should know. do to deserve this? <laughs> you guys are stressing me off enough out about all this. Yeah. We love you, Nick. We love you. But um, but no, uh, Gemi's using pressure to yes. uh, make it so that Psycon cannot advance an attack next time. Next exchange. Okay. And uh, you do that. And like right before you do that, though, like he's like sort of like circling around you as, as all fighters do before they, they start fighting. Um, and I'm going to mark a fatigue on him. He's He says... Uh, Oh, so you're fighting for love, huh? Uh, and he's he's testing your balance. Mm. So he's he's asking you if if that is what you are fighting for. He does not know your principles, so now you're going to have to tell him your principles. And then I think narratively you would punch your thing after you say that. Okay. So so I, so I tell him my principles, and then yes, you have to answer honestly. Okay. Um. Is there anything more worth fighting for? And then you throw your gauntlet and it hits him in the stomach. And, uh, all right, let's just go into another exchange. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. What are you choosing? I'm going to move over to advance and attack again. <laughs> uh, General Sycon is going to defend and maneuver her. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. You see that this like rock gauntlet hits him in the stomach and he sort of like doubles over for a second and uh, like grabs his stomach and says, okay, all right, okay. And reaches, uh, it looks like he's reaching on his back to pull out what's like a sword. And you see like as his hand comes out, this like flame blade is conjured in his hand uh and so cool. he says he looks at Liko and goes i taught my daughter a similar technique with her whips and then focuses his attention back on gemi uh and he has readied himself so for the next exchange, at least, he'll be empowered. Okay. You, my friend, need to roll with passion. Mm -hmm. Seven. Ugh, I really wanted SMR. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am just going to strike. So <clears throat> uh, Gemi goes in and goes like he's gonna throw almost identical punch with with the gauntlet but at the last second he uh makes the the gauntlet change direction like midair and go up like it's like an uppercut at mm. psycon's draw okay what am i choosing are you choosing uh, you could choose okay okay what is next my friend i'm gonna move over to defend and maneuver this time all right it's my turn to advance and attack. So you've just run up next to him and uppercutted him. What uh what are you gonna do next? Um I so Gemi uh kind of backs up and he puts his his fists up in a in a defensive position, and I'm gonna use uh retaliate. So I'm stealing myself for his blows, getting myself ready to take whatever he's about to dish out. Okay. And dish out I will. 
because the first thing he will do is a nine. Um, I am going to uh, at first he looks like he's about to like swing this flame blade down on you and instead his left foot comes in for like a hammer kick just emboldened by this flame and fury mm. uh, and I will strike you um, I will mark a fatigue and have you mark a condition all right what condition are you marking and uh give me a little give me a little of that narrative flavor yeah so uh Gemi th- for sure thought that he was going to be ready for whatever was coming and then that hit was a lot harder than he thought it was going to be and so now he's feeling insecure he's he's looking at psychon yeah. and thinking i might be out of my league okay and then uh retaliate you get a have a mark of fatigue correct mm-hmm how, what does that retaliate look like? Um, so I think it's it's honestly kind of just like a week, like as as best as he can, as as Psychon's leg is coming down, Gemi like punches at his like hamstring in the back. Mm, trying, like I like it. So it's kind of probably like a bit of a glancing blow, but enough for the fatigue. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, he it, it comes crashing down into your like shoulder, and you just barely are able to get a punch in. And he spins back around, and as he comes back around, his blade comes screaming into your armor. Mm. Um, And I am going to mark a fatigue, and, like, your armor starts to get, like, hot, and you, like, lose your footing trying to, like move obviously you don't have time to like take your armor off so you just move enough to like cool it down uh but you need to mark two fatigue and you are impaired so either uh mark another fatigue or take a minus two to all physical actions i will mark another fatigue okay okay all right let's do another exchange so i'm gonna do evade and observe this time okay that is also what I had picked for him as well. Why don't you go first? Roll with either creativity or harmony. So that is a nine, eight plus one. Um, and so I am going to bolster or hinder. Uh, I have a so question because yeah. this is close to a learned technique that I don't have, but it is also something that is relatively common, I think, in the show in terms of, so it's kind of, it, it rides the line, right? Similar to sure. Thick Mud, but I don't want to do the Thick Mud move. What I want to do is turn the ground that is like directly between Psychon and myself into sand so that it's just, when he goes to move towards me, it his footing will be a little less stable. Let me just read Thick Mud. This is uh, one of the... Obviously, we haven't completely done the the full rules yet, mm-hmm. but we're getting there. Um, the way I'm I'm sort of working through, like, what can you do within, like, as a technique, what you, can, what you can't do. The way I'm approaching it is in the um, midst of combat, as you're, like trying to do something so quick that it's like instinct to you 
that's when you need these techniques. Um, mm -hmm. And then out of combat, like you could attempt to do that out of combat. I don't need to have you like think in, in so quickly. Um, yeah, no, you can totally do that. Uh, okay. You'll just, it'll just be the, the status, the negative status. That's all it'll do. Cool. Thick Mud has a bunch of other stuff it does. Right. But um, with you doing this, yeah, totally. Fictionally, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Cool. Then in that case, I want to in inflict uh, impaired on him. Yeah. No, that makes sense. There are you impaired. There you are. Uh, General Saikon um, looks at you. Gemi and and as you've done this he's sort of like starting to sink down a little bit into the sand uh and at this point Ren and Rosic and Che you come through the woods and you see all this commotion happening and you walk up and you see Gemi in in single combat with General Sycon and General Saikon looks over to the side and he says, it's not going to be today. I don't know when it'll be, but I'm going to take out you and all of your friends for what you did to my daughter. Uh, and he is committing himself and testing your balance as well. Uh, and you, so yeah, he's trying to also test your, your loyalty, essentially. Okay. So what does, what does that, mechanically, what do I do there? Yeah, hmm. mechanically, I mark a fatigue, um, and I get to shift your balance away from your center. And I think probably shifting away from loyalty. He's trying to, like, okay. scare you into not protecting your friends okay so that would be confidence goes up one and loyalty goes down one so correct right, okay yeah um in response not that it, it changes any of the mechanics mm -hmm. but uh gemi is just gonna say i don't even know who your daughter is i love it <laughs> i love it it's the truth <laughs> going back to advance and attack that's what i'm doing as well roll with passion my friend that is finally something nice. That's an 11. All right. Pick two moves. All right. I am going to... Hmm. There's less time to choose what you're yeah. going to do in between turns. Yeah. I, I am going to smash and strike. Um, so, uh, for the smash, first what Gemi's going to do is he's going to lift up one of his feet and then stomp down and basically try and create a fissure that he's sending like directly under Saikon. Um what I'm hoping happens is that he like his foot gets essentially stuck um in there. And so I mark yeah. mark a fatigue um and possibly inflicting uh fictionally appropriate negative status. So if I do get to create any sort of status for him, um I want him to be trapped. Um and then once I see his foot go down into the fissure, I'm going to, now that I've done it before, I'm going to create another really small pillar to kind of like launch myself up and then just okay. come down and do like kind of a classic gravity punch and just I love it. punch him in the head. Do it. Uh, am I choosing or are you choosing for me? Um, You choose. Okay. 
All righty. All right. I will say they are trapped. General Psychon is trapped. Um, he doesn't care. Honey Badger don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, even though he's trapped, he pushes off of his back foot and just shoves his fire blade towards you. Mm. Um, so I'm going to mark uh, another fatigue. And you are going to mark two fatigue and uh, are impaired again. As this flame blade like slices through some of your armor. Okay. All right. I am out of fatigue, so I'm marking foolish and angry. Okay. Instead. Um. And then the next thing he'll do is this flame blade, like as it's going through you, just ignites and throws you off balance as you try and move away from it. Uh, and I am going to say that you cannot. Uh, you cannot advance an attack mm. next exchange as you're trying to like recover from this flame blade explosion. Okay. All right. I will defend and maneuver then. That's what I will be doing as well. It's an eight. All right. Um, okay. I'm in a, I'm in a bad way guys. Oh, wait, no, that's not neat. That's a six because of impaired. Oh, okay. So I got I got nothing. Uh, unless you shift. Um, yeah, Gemi. Gemi, uh, he looks over at the side of the arena and he sees the, the other guys running up. Um, then he makes, makes eye contact with Liko and... Uh, a little bit of the fatigue, he kind of sh shakes off of his shoulders and he gets himself into a, a ready position. All right. I'm assuming you're going towards conf. What are you going towards? I'm going uh, towards loyalty. Now, Justin, we're here, right? We've made it. Yes. Yep. I think you narrated that we came in and we can see all of this, right? Yeah. Everything from uh, like pretty much when the fissure started, you guys yeah. came up. Yeah. Ren is climbing on top of a roof. Okay. I think we should all get on room. Or is it just goes, what are those looking at the tanks? <laughs> um, I wouldn't worry yeah, about it right now. Real. Just don't try to find uh, I'm them. a little worried. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. You should be a little worried. Just get on Rue. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, you get on Rue. Liko, there's this moment. Like Rosa and Shay run up and they're like, we got to get on route. We got to get on route. And you look at Gemi and he looks confident, but he is not looking good. And there's just this moment as you try and decide what are you going to do? Stay here with Gemi or get on route and, and potentially flee. And we will see you next week for the finish of Ooh. this fight and what happens after. Well, that was, that oh was fun. I didn't, that was good. That was good <laughs> stuff. It was, del delicious. It was delicious. Delicious. <laughs> delicious. Mm, tasty. <laughs> so tasty. Well, we uh if you're interested in supporting us directly, you can check out our Kofi. 
Um, we've got one-time uh, gifts there. You can also become a member. On March 23rd, we're having our first meet and greet, which is for members only. And uh, I'm running a one-shot for our members, which is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to get a chance to play with some of us. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, that's just something that we want to do for people who support us. Uh, it won't always be a one shot, but we'll get to hang out with you and do something fun. Um, the other way that you can support us as well too, is tell all your friends, have a friend, tell them about it. Um, make them hate you so much for talking only about the flying bison podcast. Uh, and I did hear too, (laughs) that for every friend you tell Danny will spend a week surviving at the bottom of the grand Canyon with only an original copy of 1991's battle toads and half of a spork. I'm actually recording oh from goodness. there right I now. Remember, yep. I already started. <laughs> I remember Battletoads. Yeah. Not a lot you're going to be able to do with that. Battletoads yeah, double dragon. I'm in the same. I'm in the same spot where um, James Franco uh, filmed his <laughs> filmed his movie. Except he didn't have films. A documentary. One hundred. He didn't have Battletoads. The Boulder. Yeah, actually, I have my laptop set up on the Boulder and everything. <laughs> no, you don't have a laptop. You just have the cartridge and half the spork. Oh, wait, then how am I recording I right now? How are you recording? Recording. We will see you next week, everybody. Bye. I'll see you. Bye. Bye. Avatar Legends was developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Sendai. Outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Menke. You can find more of their work at pomakin.com. Link in the show notes.